0: Welcome back to Sports Cube. I'm your host, Daniel Shalom, bringing you the latest in the sports world. And today, we have some exciting topics for you. Baseball is back. Yes, you heard that right. The KBO League, Korea's top baseball league, is coming back starting tonight at 1 a.m. Baseball is officially back. Additionally, we bring you a recap of episodes 5 and 6 of the Michael Jordan documentary, which aired last night on ESPN, and also... The next matchup in our MLB ballpark bracket, seeing which MLB park you, the viewer, think is the best. So all this, much more coming right up. Stay with us. And yes, you heard me right. Korean baseball is going to be the new normal for American watchers. Yes, while there might not be any live sports, of course, NASCAR is coming back in a couple weeks. But right now, we can get some live baseball. The Korean Baseball League has announced that they are starting tonight, the first game. And that game is going to be on ESPN. So we here at SportsKey wanted to prep you, just in case you were going to watch, about the KBO. So the KBO is made up of 10 teams. The Doosan Bears, the Kia Tigers, the LG Twins, the Lode Giants, Samsung Lions, who are the oldest club. The newest clubs are the KT Wiz in 2015, NC Dinos 2013, Kiwam Heroes in 2008, and the Juana Eagles and the SK Waverines round out the group. Of course, as you probably noticed, the teams are not named by geography. While MLB is normally named after geography, here in the KBO League, they purely do it off of namesake. So the season structure for the KBO is a 144-game season, but unlike the MLB, every team plays each other and equal 16 times. So yes, that's how this works. The KBO uses a balanced schedule. Each team plays the other nine and equal 16 times. So yeah, basically each t- this regular season is fully dependent in the KBO and the regular season has a lot more to do with playoff chances than it actually does in the MLB. I'll tell you why. Because the KBO has a lot fewer teams, the playoff structure is different from MLBs as well. Now the top five squads do qualify for the postseason. While the top team though, the number one seed gets a free pass straight to the best of seven championship series, which is the equivalent of the world series before the Korean series can begin though, which is what they call the world series in Korea, the number four team and five team play each other in a best of three wild card series, kind of like the Yankees and the Twins. Except a best of three series. The catch is that the number five team has to start down one game, giving the number four team a one game advantage. So, already straight off the bat, the number four team is up 1 0 in the series and can win with a single victory or even a tie because ties are allowed, yes, in the playoffs. The wildcard winner would then go on to play the number three team in the best of five series, with that winner playing the number two seed in another best of five series and then that winner going on to play the number one-seeded team in a best-of-seven for the championship. And now the best teams in the KBO, there's a lot of them, but the Doosan Bears have been the most dominant team in the KBO. The Bears have won the 2019 Korean Series, their third title in five years, and they finished as a runner-up the past two years. Their 22 postseason appearances are the second most among KBO franchises, only behind the Samsung Lions. The Lions, though, are a very active team and have made it to many, many KBO championships, and they're the equivalent of the New York Yankees. And how can you watch? That's a very frequently asked question. ESPN and KBO struck a deal where one game per day will be on ESPN. And the funny thing is that ESPN actually sent their Sunday night crew over starting with Carl Ravitch, Eduardo Perez covering tonight's game at 1 a.m. NC Dinos versus the Samsung Lions. We'll be covering that here on the show as we focus in on one team in particular, that team being the Samsung Lions. That'll be the team we cover throughout the season here on SportsCube to bring you the most available. Yes, and a lot of actually old players from the major leagues are ending up in the kbo for example veteran preachers like dan strally adrian Sampson, and mike wright are all new additions to the kbo this season they'll join a group that includes warwick saplod william Kuvas, casey kelly and tyler wilson among others who are experienced in the major leagues before but for hitters there's aaron out the best known for his time with the philadelphia phillies and preston tucker who played with the houston astros So yes, it's going to be a fun league. We really don't know how it's going to turn out because we haven't seen baseball in a long time. And I don't think many people have watched Korean baseball before. So it's going to be a new, exciting adventure for everyone. But it's definitely a good distraction saying that we have no live sports. This is going to enlighten us. So this is going to be really fun. We'll bring you that KBO coverage every Monday and Thursday going on from now on. And we have your MJ Doc recap coming right up right after this. Before this, let me tell you about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are certain tools that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it could be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app in the App Store or go to anchor.com. To get started, the Michael Jordan documentary, episodes five and six of The Last Dance, premiered last night on ESPN. And there were a lot of takeaways from last night's episode. Uh, The Bulls would go on to win another title in 1992. And we saw the dream team locker room. And what we saw is a scrimmage of never seen before footage of possibly the best game behind closed doors. So here's a complete recap of parts five and six of the Michael Jordan documentary early in the second episode of last night, we were staring down the three P bulls taking on the Knicks in the 1993 Eastern conference finals, Pat Riley and the Knicks taking on Jordan bull Jordan's bulls. Of course, Charles Oakley would be back. The Knicks are trying to challenge the Detroit Pistons, but Chicago was not having any part of that whatsoever in this game. New York goes 2-0 up at home at the Mecca at the garden. Pressure's on Jordan. Is this the chance for the Bulls' three-peat? I wonder what happens next. It's pretty simple. The Bulls would come back, um, but also before this, Jordan would be downplaying his trip to Atlantic City. And he did have somewhat of a gambling problem, but it was very downplayed, and people didn't really glance at it. So, of course, the Bulls go up 3-2 to two and win the series in the sixth game against the Knicks. And the Knicks would get their chances to win a title, but flattered both times against the Houston Rockets and then the Indiana Pacers, which was pretty sad. Of course, the Bulls would go on to three-peat. And episode five, before anything, though, we got to Michael Jordan's last all-star game, foreshadowing Kobe Bryant. And Kobe was going full try-hard in this one. He did not stop. And you could see in the MJ doc in episode five, MJ was not was sarcastically. Not that happy with him. We didn't get the Kobe interview in episode five, but it is most definitely coming. It was a thing where it was Michael knew that he was going out of the game and he was passing it on, passing all of his charm. He was basically passing the torch on to Kobe. And in episode five, though, we did get to see the dream team, the Olympic team that was so good, possibly the best of all time. Magic had just passed the torch to Jordan after that win, and MJ went on and got another title. Dream team was formed. Nobody really knew who the top dog was since there was just so many good players, but we got an inside look at Magic versus Jordan in a dream team practice with Jord- with uh, Johnson getting under Jordan's skin all the time. All MJ wanted to do was go at Magic and show whose team it really was because he thought it was his, no doubt. Dream Team's only real competition in the Olympics was Croatia, led by a familiar face, if you are a Bulls fan. I don't know how many of you are. Tony Kukok, poor guy. He didn't know what was coming. He got wrecked out of the water. The Dream Team would go on to win, and wow, what a series. But the Dream Team, arguably America's best Olympic team. Of course, there was some speculation when LeBron and D. Wade and Kobe were on a team in 2008 but everybody still refers to the dream team as the best Olympic team. So that was your recap for episodes five and six coming up. We have the second or first round of the NL side of the MLB bracket. So stay tuned for that. We'll be right back. And now it's time for our first round NL side of the MLB park bracket. In today's matchup We have the one and only Coors Field out in Colorado from Denver, Colorado. It's a 50,144 capacity ballpark in downtown Denver. It is home of the Colorado Rockies, the city's only Major League Baseball franchise. And this field, I got to say, I love it. Just the specs and the decals of it, the way the park is laid out, it's just so, so nice. I love the bullpen the kind of garden in straight center field in the batter's eye is just amazing. I would say I love this field a lot, but the field going up against it has some history to it. Bush field located in St. Louis, Missouri for the St. Louis Cardinals. Now Bush stadium also referred to as new Bush stadium or Bush stadium. The third is located in St. Louis, Missouri, and it has 44,494,000, Seats contains 3,706 club seats and 61 luxury seats. It was opened in April 4th of 2006. And what's not to love about this ballpark. It's new, it's exciting. You can see the arch, the St. Louis arch right behind it. You have a perfect batter's eye straight out to center field. There's red all around you. You can really feel and anticipate the Cardinals presence here in Busch Stadium. So, You guys can decide on our Instagram at Podcast. We just put up Tropicana Field and Rogers Center. And now also, these two are live, Coors Field and Busch Stadium. So make sure you go vote because that will decide who will move on in our bracket. We'll bring you two new matchups on our episode on Thursday. So stay tuned for that. And we'll be right back with more. And now before we wrap up today's show, NASCAR could see a comeback this weekend as they are scheduled to bring back NASCAR this weekend, May 8 through 9 weekend at Martinsville Speedway. Another Mother's Day weekend is scheduled to feature the full NASCAR Cup Series race under the lights at Martinsville. It is the shortest track, though, in NASCAR. So we'll see how that pans out. But even for NASCAR to come back is a big step in the sports world, even though it might not be one of the four sports. It does deserve some recognition. So if you enjoyed today's show, please make sure to like, follow, comment on today's episode. Let us know who you want on the show. And speaking of people coming on the show, we have a very special guest that's going to join us on Thursday. Chris Quinn, the cornerback from Freeport and also state champ long jumper, will join us here on the show on Thursday. So make sure you stay tuned for that. And of course, until next time, peace out.